0: Hey everyone, Michael Antonovich with another installment of the Midweek Podcast, presented by Yoshimura R&D. Every now and then I'll ring up someone in the sport and talk about what we see happening around the pits, on the track, or in the retail space. For this one I called Andrew Bacarosa, a fast 20-something and aspiring videographer from the Northeast. I got introduced to Andrew last summer at the Southwick National by our mutual friend Jared Connolly, the man behind In a World of Echo. Andrew and I sat down for a Privateer Power interview that you can find on our website and on our YouTube channel. What sets Andrew apart from other video guys is that all of his footage is shot on film, a medium that, while expensive and time-consuming, remains a favorite for creative types. His latest project, Extended Vacation, is from time spent in Southern California, a trip he made on a whim while waiting out the winter up north. Baccarossa is true to his word when he says he wants to make videos like the ones he grew up watching. Has Extended Vacation's 9-minute runtime shows Darren Durham and Patrick Evans in the hills of Ritchie Canyon, and then transitions to a slew of fast pros like Josh Hill, Hunter Yoder, Logan Carnell, Dylan Woodcock, and more at Lake Elsinore's Supercross track, all cut to tunes by Turbo Negro and Deftones. All of the work is funded by Andrew's full-time job of cleanup and reconstruction of dilapidated homes. While there's no corporate check covering the cost of film development or travel, Andrew maintains complete control of the look and edit. It's cool to hear a guy take on a passion project like this with no expectations or direction, and hopefully we see more from him in the coming months. You already know that Yoshimira makes the best exhaust options for Honda motocross and off-road bikes, but did you know they make really great power for Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM, Husky, and Gas Gas? Yoshimura has been delivering power since 1954 and can make your bike run and sound the best it can. Visit them at yoshimira rdcom to see how they can make your bike bark. All right, Andrew, so you and I got introduced to each other last year at the Southwick National uh, by a mutual friend of ours, Jared Conley. Um, And just as everything has kind of gone on through this last year and how we've gotten to know each other, it's been cool to see your progress as, you know, a young, independent filmmaker. You know, you just do this because you want to do it, and you do it in a very creative way. So what kind of led you down this path?
1: I'd say uh, when Jared and I first made Banch, I was able to really shadow him. And that's, that's as someone who's creative and looking for a, uh, a door into, uh, you know, such a hobby, uh, expensive hobby too. Um, you definitely want to have it done the right way and be shown how to do it from someone who knows what they're doing. And, And Jared is definitely, and you can agree with this. He is, he is full of knowledge when it comes to shooting, editing, you know, music selection, pretty much everything that guy, I've never seen a bad piece by him in all honesty. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really what got me into it and, um, you know, gave me the confidence to, to, you know, try it and, you know, perhaps even fail at it, too. You know, I mean, if you're not failing, you're not learning. So I've definitely failed more times than I've done great. So that's for damn sure.
0: Okay. As a Northeast guy, um, what kind of got you into filming in the first place? There's quite a few dudes from up in your area that are, like, main players in the media game right now. Danny Stew, Cole Beach. I saw you and Cole even had a project together on a YZ125 a few years ago. So you have some close friends out there that have connections. What made you want to start filming stuff of your own?
1: Man, I mean, I, I think it just it goes back to the whole me doing the project with Jared. And I, I always, you know what, Anton, I always wanted to shoot, but I just never really was able to put that one together, if that makes any sense. I, mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to try it, and I always had the idea of, like, I want my videos to look like the things I watched when I was a kid, you know? And I didn't know what film was. I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, like, I, I guess i will just figure it out when the time comes. And then until then, I'll try to meet people who can see, see you know, if I see if they can portray this image that I have, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um you know, and then we'll go from there. And then meeting Jared kind of showed me that, like, oh, like, all these things are shot on film and this is really expensive and uh you can get in and over your head you know but uh it it just intrigued me to really want to try it and i've got a cool scene of guys out here not just filmers but i know a lot of really fast local professionals around here too um who are always down to make cool shit you know they're always down to to film or, or even if it's not a motorcycle related something they're always down to film something you know, I, I always have an idea thrown to me, which is really, really cool. So that, I think that, in a sense, got me kind of sparked to really, you know, want to capture what goes on on an average basis around here and then show it to the rest of the, uh, you know, our country, sport, and world, you know. I think uh, it's pretty cool to see, you know, small small communities getting together and doing cool stuff and then sharing it with others, that's for sure.
0: Okay, what um, what was it about film that made you want to shoot video at all in the first place like was there something like you said you watched all these moto videos back in the day the terra Firmas, the alpine stars videos that got put out i mean we could go on and on but uh it's one thing to watch that stuff and be like hell yeah i'm gonna go ride it's another thing to be like okay i'm gonna go do that i want to go shoot it just like that and make it look like that at what point did you decide that that's like what you wanted to do because like there's so many things that people could take from one of those videos and to be like yeah I'm going to be a film guy now is <laughs> is you're the only dude I've ever heard that's been like yeah that's what I wanted to do you tom jared like there's a handful of you guys that have seen stuff and have been like that's what I take away from it and it's badass you know especially to be a young independent guy like that right now
1: well i think though it's like that's my creative lens and the way i i look at everything in an aspect of like okay what could i shoot or oh that'd be a cool shot or you know, this and that, like, that's how I see everything, like, I do it when I drive, you know, that's, like, my main thinking time, you know, and so, like, when I see people, and we talk about film, the the conversation of, have you seen this video, have you seen that, it always comes up, you know, there's never, there's never a time I'm talking to someone about filming where you don't go, have you seen Terra from a Four, have you seen Children of a Metal God, you know, have you seen this, or have you seen that, you know, it's like, it's always there, and, and I love the fact that I can make stuff that people geek out on and go, Hey, that reminds me of this, but you did your own spin on it. And and that was so freaking cool, you know? And like, it gives me almost like a purpose, you know, it feels really, really cool. You know, it's, it's, it's almost more gratifying than riding a motorcycle, even though like you and I both know it's, that is one of the coolest feelings in the world. It's just, it's just different,
0: you know, and that's, that's why Mm -hmm, why mm -hmm. I
1: do it. You know, if that answered your question.
0: Okay, no, it totally did Okay. What, uh, what point did you realize that you wanted to be a video guy? Like, what point did you start having, that? like, in your life, if you can remember, like, hey, I, I like the way that these things are set up, or I would like to film this or document this thing this way? Because it's one thing for a person to think that, it's another way for a person to be like, take the initiative, buy the equipment, start going down that road.
1: Well, I think I really, like, I've had ideas of it for probably close to eight to ten years now. I, just never really act, okay. I never really acted on the idea. I think that was kind of like a prior question before, but I think what really got me going is like me finally just, I bought a still camera like probably two or three years ago now. It was a 35 mil slide slide camera. I still have it. Um, and I, I kind of just started with that. It was cheap. I think I bought it for 50 bucks, you know, and it was a nice entry-level camera. It gave me like the idea to play with some ideas that I had and I was able to get a, a bunch of subjects at the time who were friends of mine to, to partake in me just learning and understanding that, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm going to fuck up and, and they were cool with it. And then I think, you know, Jared and I did our video and all that stuff. And then last March I bought my first Bolex off eBay and I started tinkering with that and uh, played with it for a few months and then jumped onto the super 16 program. I bought a Bolex EBM which is, you know, anyone who listens to this knows that that's a pretty big investment it's not a cheap camera um, and then I just I just started filming pretty much immediately after I bought that I probably filmed from June all the way until October pretty much if I had an off weekend I was setting up a shoot and I was shooting and then uh, I came up with my first full piece which was uh, 203.1 which I entered in the world of echo film contest and uh, after seeing like I had a lot of positive, uh, reviews from a lot of the judges and a, a bunch of suggestions and it only made me hungrier to try to be better from that video.
0: Okay. When you and I first met last summer, like one of the first things I remember about you was the Lakais and we even talked about this when I saw you a couple weeks ago at dinner. Yeah. Um, so like in seeing you, I had this like interpretation and in the friends that you have and, and all of that from back East. Like I thought you were the skate guy, but you're not, you know, I, um, and I think, to the film aspect, that you were just so heavy on film, which is this medium that's still used in skate and BMX stuff, like street stuff, really well. I was like, okay, that's kind of where he gets his influence. What was it about film after Jared told you that that was so attractive to you in the look that you wanted? Because it's no secret that anybody could go buy, like, a Sony camera right now, the same stuff that I have at Best Buy, anytime they want, or a GoPro, or whatever, and just be putting out insta bangers, but the process that you wanted to go through is so labor-intensive and so expensive, like you've said. What was it about that stuff that made you want to go that way?
1: It's, uh, the way I can describe it in the least amount of worlds is that film is imperfect, and the imperfections make it perfect. Um, basically, I, I don't know, man, I just, I get tired of seeing the same shit on Instagram all the time, you know, and, you know, there's so many filmers who... Show up at Paula, and they'll just snipe all the factory guys. and won't even talk to them or anything, and they'll just post a video up with you know whatever song is trending, and there'll be some cuts. And most of the time, the songs don't even add up to the video. You know, it doesn't even match the flow to it. And I think in order to be seen and to really make an impact on you know the media side of things, you have to be different, and that's the approach that I'm taking.
0: Okay, I like it. Um, Like you said, you entered the video into Jared's contest. You had Banch last year. Yep. Kind of cutting your teeth through these first few projects, what did you learn uh, through those, and then what have you taken into this latest um, vacation project that you just put out? I think what I learned on Banch
1: actually is that you can never plan video shoots. I mean, you can plan them. You can write a storyboard, but 95% of the time, and I'm sure you can agree with this, they never go the way you planned them and so the best thing to do and and from what i carried over from learning that is um just let go of the reins and let it happen you know because usually when you just let it be and let go of control is when the magic really happens you know and uh that's what i took into my latest project you know and i would just kind of i would I, i had an idea of what i wanted to shoot and then you know like for example I was supposed to be you know I had some plans for one day and then they got canceled last minute and then 15 minutes later I get a text that Josh Hill is at Lake Elsinore and I'm like that's it I'm going to Lake Elsinore I want to shoot Josh get in my truck travel up there like 40 minute ride whatever and just he happened to to just be like halfway through his first moto so I caught him at the perfect time you know so it's just it's just stuff like that where like you can't expect really anything you just have to control with the punches and that's usually when your best work seems to happen,
0: in my book. Okay, um, you and I, when we talked at Southwick last year, you know, you were very explicit in like, hey, you just race to have fun. You just do it. It's you're not trying to like win your way up to a factory ride. You're just doing it because you're a Northeast guy that wants to do it because you have the speed. Uh, this film thing kind of has some of the same basic principles to it. You do it because you have fun right now. But uh, at a certain point, you do have a bigger goal. You want to see this thing kind of go somewhere. It's not like you just want to keep dumping money into film for independent projects forever, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, look, look. Even if I was telling Darren Durham this, I go, Darren, look. I go, I would still do all this stuff even if I didn't get paid. I'm gonna be honest with you. But the end goal is to make this a livelihood at some point. I would love to. I'd love to film for a living. That'd be really cool, you know. Um, but until my. Uh, you know, hobby as of now makes more than my job that's when I quit my job
0: mm-hmm. uh, for people that don't know from that video what do you do you know Monday through Friday in the northeast right now
1: so Monday through Friday I clean out houses that were condemned by towns uh, we buy them through tax options, and uh, most of the time if not all the time they are in incredibly bad shape uh, I'm talking like you'll have five to seven to 10 40 yard dumpsters packed full of shit and just mice infested, you know, water leaking through the ceiling. I mean, dude, I was in a house I was working in and we had the toilet fall through the second floor into the basement. And it was absolutely a nightmare. Like the, the I can go on for hours about some of the stuff I've seen in houses, but, um, yeah, I, 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 try to do, uh, you know, my father and I have a business where we just flip houses like that and, uh, it works out good. You can make a lot of money if you do it right, but you gotta also have a pretty strong stomach stomach for the stuff that you see on a daily basis.
0: Oh, dude, I don't doubt it. So I uh, I like you know when we even talked last summer. You know you work all the time to put that money right into the weekend. That's what a guy's supposed to do in his mid to early 20s is you know <laughs> yeah. bank it up, go spend it, go have fun. Like that's what it's there for. Yep. So that's kind of like the whole gist of your program right now, huh?
1: Yeah, I I would say so. I'm I'm really trying to buy a house this year, so I've been really, like, I spent quite a bit on my last trip out to Cali. I mean, you know, driving out there was quite expensive, and then, you know, film and just everything in between. It cost me a lot of money, so, you know, after this trip, I'm definitely going to chill for a bit and then kind of just see what
0: happens here, you know? Yeah. Okay, fast forwarding then into going on this trip. What kind of spurred it? What made you want to leave winter up there to go to California for December and January?
1: Well, we've been pretty slow with work lately. Um, we've been having some issues with you know uh, getting permits and stuff like that. So when that usually happens, you're uh, you know you're on hold on any project you do, no matter whether or not you have the guys to do the job. You know, it's all uh, pretty much whenever the town gets around to getting your permit inspected and all that kind of stuff like that so um i pretty much had this pretty spontaneous last minute thing on sunday night i was like you know what screw it i'll just go to cali next weekend and try and do a shoot with uh hunter dyer and jared mcneil and called patrick evans and he wanted to do one last shoot for his video he's got coming out and i said let's make it all work rented a car last night got my flight the other night and uh Went to the uh, camera store and rented a new 16 mil camera that I've been having my eye on. So, a lot of things going on this weekend, uh, you know, testing wise and just trying to get shit done. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. When you uh, when you went out this past trip though, the one that you just went on that all went into this video, how did you prep everything? You know, because you were kind of couch surfing and everything. We went to dinner that night and Carlsbad, and I liked where you were going. Um, just kind of free forming it in california and getting the whole experience so what made you want to go on that one and then kind of take me through what it was like to be in california for that long
1: um really it was like the same thing as like this time i'm going on friday you know this trip coming up it was i was sitting at my kitchen table i just i got a nice commission check from you know one of the houses we just sold and i was like yeah you know what like uh, I'm prepping this CR500 to go do the Vegas to Reno this this coming up this year, and you know I want to you know go test the bike a little bit in uh, some conditions where it just might uh, you know be similar to the race, and uh, you know I might as well uh, go film while I'm out there and just kind of see what happens.
0: Thanks again to Biggie and the crew at Yoshimira R&D for supporting this podcast. As always, visit Yoshimira-RD.com to see the latest parts for your motorcycle. So you drove the truck. I remember seeing the setup. You had the five hundred. You offered me to, you know, a chance to ride it at a riverbed. I passed up. So yeah, what what was it like to voyage all the way across country with all these things and the spots that you hit until you got to California?
1: Um, it, it was cool. I actually went from my house to uh, the Shoals down in uh, South Carolina, It's where uh, Baylor trains all the kids and stuff like that. So I went and uh, hung out for a few days with, with uh, Stu Baylor um, and Bubs Tasha. And we, we shot another video down there, so that was cool. And then I went from there, um, pretty much traversed down to Dallas, Texas, and uh, saw my friend Brett Donut, MX Powers, went and had a few margaritas. I think I told you about that at our dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we had a few drinks, and uh, he offered up his couch, and I couldn't uh, say no and stayed there. And then uh, pretty much left from his place and met a friend uh, at her place in Arizona, in Phoenix, that night. So I was basically doing like 12-hour days, 13-hour days. Um, So it really broke the trip up pretty nice. It wasn't too bad. The only thing that I was a bit sketched out about was parking my truck with all my stuff out in the open. So I just tried to throw padlocks on, you know, the sprockets and just tie everything together with cable and and, uh, pretty much cross my fingers and hope for the best because, you know, things go sometimes, you know, I mean, you wake up in the morning and uh, your stuff is gone and your truck's on wood blocks, so... Uh, you know, just wung it like that, and uh, luckily it came out all right.
0: Um, yeah, I know the wood block thing all too well. It happened <laughs> in my office. Yeah, it happened dude. in my office, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we came back from the weekend, and my Dakota was on center blocks and sandbags. Oh,
1: hell
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, I thought it was awesome, especially, like you said, you know, making that little trip down to South Carolina, and some footage of that made the tail end of this video. And uh, what I was going to tell you on that, it was cool that you made use of everything that you got, you know, film is expensive. You really only get one take. It's not like a memory card that you can reformat and go back to it again. You know, so just the Bubs Tosh guy wheeling down the street in Southern Cal or in South Carolina and and doing whips and stuff, every little thing that you got, you made use of it. And that's something you really, really got to do when something is, uh, is as limited as your time in moto and then your um, materials with film.
1: Yeah. It's, um, that, that's like something that a lot of people don't really get. Is like, oh, like, you know, just here, take this, take this. I'm like, yo, I got to reload. I'm already out. They're like, you're already out. And I'm like, yeah, man, I only get three minutes of footage. They're like, three minutes? How much is that? I'm like, 50 bucks. Every three mm-hmm. minutes, $50, you know? So you really, like you just said, like, I'm going to say the same thing you said. You really have to be precise with what you're shooting because every time I click that record button, it is just dollars flying through the, uh, you know, flying through getting uh, exposed, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, um, it's one you know, those things you got to be really conscious about.
0: Okay, with filming or with storing film, um, when we were at like Transworld back in the day and the Ride BMX guys were there, they had all of their film stuff because they were diehards about still shooting print stuff on film, but yep. they kept everything in this little Red Bull cooler. Um, how do you maintain the film as you drive cross-country?
1: I try and just keep it in the coolest place possible um usually i you know it's winter time so
0: yeah it's not too big of a concern
1: it's not i'm not really that worried about it i mean it's more it's only really getting maybe 70 degrees inside my truck if that you know so i mean in the summertime i try to maybe i'll throw it in a cooler but if i'm only driving an hour to shoot somewhere i'm not really that worried about it now if you have it sitting on your dashboard baking in the sun for six hours and it's 95 degrees out you're gonna destroy that whole roll you know so um i pretty much just left it in the uh in the camera's box honestly it's 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 there's no light in there and it's dark and it's cool so Mm -hmm. all all my film came out fine i got i got lucky with it
0: okay how hard is it right now to find that much film and then also the equipment that you're using because like you said the one camera very expensive, um, and also not the easiest stuff to come by right now.
1: No, you know what's funny, too, is, is film is really, really on a comeback right now, whether people want to believe it or not.
0: Um, oh, I believe that. I actually believe that, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, and uh, I've actually had a really tough time buying film stock. Um, I can't buy any Kodak stuff from my normal spot. I usually buy from B&H Photo. They're right out of New York City, and they haven't had film in probably over a month now that's pretty unlike that's pretty unlikely of them because they normally have hundreds of of stocks on file you know in stock so um you know i actually had to when i went and rented the area i got yesterday i actually had to call ahead and make sure they had film before i drove there and rented a camera that would have no film Hmm. so Hmm. uh and i got there and i got their last five rolls and they don't know when they're getting anything and even they've been crazy with rentals and stuff like that so it's it's cool to see it pick back up, but at the same time, with the way the pandemic is, and every industry is taking a hit, which which is a shame, man. Because
0: you know a lot of people's projects being put on hold. That I would love to see. But mm-hmm. Yeah, this totally is busy. no, this is no going to Walgreens and getting like a fifteen dollars uh, Sandus card. That's not happening right now. No, you know what's funny? You can actually buy um, thirty-five mil film right at uh, CVS or Walgreens. They sell it there. They usually just sell food you film now. Oh, okay. So, if you want to get real specific, like with something you want, you got to get, you got to really hunt it out?
1: Yeah, you really got to go to a professional uh, store if you really want a certain kind of film. Like, if you want a certain type of fil- uh, still camera film, you're most likely not going to find it at Walgreens. You know, you're going to have to yeah. go to a camera store that specializes in development and, and sales of film and film cameras, and vice versa with, you know, movie film as well. I mean,
0: movie film is a lot
1: harder to come by than. Just regular film slides because film slides are much more shot on than uh, a 16 millimeter or an 8 millimeter camera.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. When, uh, when we shoot like the era that we're in right now, all the stuff that even Chase and I and Don put out, I mean, if we shoot Friday at a supercross race, that stuff is online by 9 o'clock that night. Uh, for yep. you, there's a very long delay in getting the footage, getting it sent off, having it processed, having it sent back to you. So the delay in the instant gratification is there. Um, what's the process like for you? And then once you get it, what's the workflow?
1: Yeah. So pretty much like you just said, I'm going to reiterate that. I mean, you, that's the one downfall of shooting on film. And that's the one thing I wish could be different. And if I could figure out how to process it at my house, I would, because it would probably be much quicker and I would save a lot on shipping and all that stuff. But, um, you know, with the way how fast paced our media is nowadays, I would love to have this stuff out like yesterday you know so i mean the biggest thing was i mean i was out in cali i finished shooting and i didn't want to box all this stuff up and send it across the country because you know god forbid it gets lost you know i mean that's that's a whole trip wasted at that point so i i kept it with me the whole time and then when i got home i uh you know i i boxed it up and i sent it out to uh, negative land which is down in the queens new york um and they, they do a great job on it honestly they uh I was using another place up in, you know, the Cape up in Massachusetts, and they took well over a month on some of my projects I sent to them. And that was just not flying, and it would come back, and they wouldn't color correct it right. It would look like shit. So I just, I found another place. And, and Anton, they are on the money, man. I, I send it to them on a Monday, and I get it back on a Friday, 11 rolls. Oh, of wow. Yeah, like they are, and they color correct it and everything. It's all graded when I get it back. It looks, some of the stuff, I mean, you have to touch up a little bit, but it is it is 95% finished when I get it, whereas the other stuff would be pretty far-fetched from what I had to do to, to fix it to make it you know, worthy mm-hmm, of me mm-hmm. being, being in the video. So yeah, it's it's just there's just a couple extra steps when it comes to it, um, but yeah, once I get my footage back, it's just like editing anything else, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, Did you say that's in Queens that you send the film to? Yeah, it's in Queens. That's tight. That's tight that it's like, uh, honestly, a place that would have an industry like that, you know, some old school style where we still do things this way and it's this fast in a New York City, I mean, where they're pumping out millions of things like that every day. You know, there's so many different projects that go on and then you're right there in the Northeast, so it's it's cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I could ship it out, you know, like on a Friday and it'll be there on Saturday or I, I could just drive it there too if I want to save some money, but I mean... I try, I try to avoid the
0: city at all costs, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Um, getting to California, and then making that connection with Patrick Evans and Darren that you did for the Beaumont set. I mean, Beaumont is hallowed ground when it comes to FMX and free ride videos. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure that that's a place that you had on your bucket list to go, you know, not only film at, but maybe even do some motos at. Um, and you totally captured, like, what it looks like there when there is no rain, when it's just brown and dry and beaten in and hard pack with some chop to it like you got it so what was that filming day like especially with two dudes like those
1: yeah those are some bad dudes um i don't care what anybody says those are some really talented guys on motorcycles and um it was funny i actually met patrick at the fox um whatever that party was the mm-hmm, united mm-hmm. and i i met him there and um uh, i was i just i i ran the idea by him and you know this is a few drinks deep and, stuff like that i ran the idea by him of doing a shoot and he, yeah, yeah yeah, let's do it let's do it and then that was pretty much it you know and i, I left the boxing being like wow i got like 20 shoots you know <laughs> like so anyways i uh, i ended up hitting him up and he he got right back to me and you know gave me his number and stuff we talked and uh we went and rode a few days before the beaumont shoot actually and uh patrick ended up wadding up pretty bad right when i was getting my camera ready to shoot so we had to call it a day but um a couple days later, we ended up meeting back at the house. It was just me. I had a few buddies with me in the first time we went riding, um, and I showed up and uh, you know I walk around his van. Doors are open. I walk around and Darren's bike's in the van. I'm like, no shit, man. And I was like, is he coming ride today? He's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, this is sick. You know, like two for one. You know, so had no clue Darren was coming and stuff and met him. Darren's super cool. Um, you know, just down to earth guy. And he's he's a northeastern uh, guy too. He's right from PA. And uh, yeah, we went out there and actually did a, a trail ride with them on the CR500 and just kind of scoped out some stuff that they wanted to shoot. And then we uh, got back, I took my gear off and then uh, got my camera ready and just pretty much we stayed fairly local to the truck when we shot too. It wasn't, I, I don't think we were more than a half mile away the entire time. All those jumps were in just a singular area, which was really, really cool. And uh, it's something that like, especially for me, I don't, I don't see stuff like that out where I'm from. So. It was totally different, and it was really cool to just even ride there and then be able to shoot those guys on top of it. It was like I I was shitting myself. It was like the best day ever,
0: you know? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like you said, that kind of whole idea gets launched at the Fox party. You crowd or you couch-hopped your way around SoCal there for a bit. You stayed, you know, in the heart of it. What did you make of your time out there? You know, the people that you met, some people you already knew, other people that you hadn't knew. Especially at that time of the year when it's just super cross madness.
1: Um, I just you know what I mean. I just kind of went with the flow of it. That's that's really it. Like I going back to you know earlier when we we're talking, like you can't plan a, a, a trip like that. I mean, there was there was a point in time where I was only going to be out there for a week, and it ended up being two weeks. That ended up being two and a half, three weeks. You know, and like I'm just like you know you know what, dude. Like I'll get home when I get home. You know, I don't really have to be home. So that was kind of the fun part about it is just not really worrying about like a time crunch, you know, and just being like, Hey, you know what? If this doesn't work out today, I could just go here tomorrow. You know, I think the entire time we were out there, I only had a B and B for like a week. The rest of it, I, I was staying at a uh, Hunter Dyer's camper. Hunter Dyer's a, a free ride guy from uh, South Jersey, you know? So we were kind of tagging along with him for a few days. And then, man, I forget where I stayed at, uh, you know, i it's, there was so much involved. I forget where I stayed on some nights. I, I know I slept in my truck a few times. Went to Arctio Wells and we camped out there, a bunch of me and my buddies. And uh, you know, I went to Glamis. You know, that, I mean, there's so much wrapped up in that trip. It was it was freaking crazy. And, uh, you know, hill climbing up in you know NorCal near Bakersfield and just cool shit like that, man. Every day was different.
0: Yeah, dude, you hit all the spots then. You hit, hit Arctio, Glamis. Day. You hit them all.
1: I went to Rancho. I mean. <laughs> There's a little bit of everything in that video I shot. I mean, if you really, really break it down, I probably have six to eight really well-known spots in that video. Mm-hmm. You know, it, whether it's, you know, with singular shots added and, you know.
0: Okay. When uh when you get to go ride them, what's that like for a guy from, like, back east? You know what I mean? Because like this is stuff that you've seen your entire life. So to be like, okay, shit, yeah, I'm putting some knobbies to the dirt in these same spots where all these other dudes have always been.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it matches up to where you know I had like kind of like like you said the spoken word in the beginning of my video, and then it jumps mm-hmm. into the the Turbo Negro song. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it's 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 a humbling experience to to go to you know, you yearn to ride the places where your heroes once and still roam. I think that was the line, you know? And it's it's pretty, like, it smacks you right in the face when you're at the same road jump that you saw, like, I forget, I think it was Steve Augustine. Um, You know, he hit on his YZ250 and Stone Spray Sandwich, you know? And Darren, Darren and Patrick are pointing to, like, where it is. I'm like, holy shit, like, you know, it, it's surreal, almost. It's, it's surreal when you see places... Um, that you've pictured in your head, you know, as a young kid, and then you actually see it, and you're like, oh, okay, so you put two and two together, and this is what it actually looks like, you know, and it's even more, you know, fantastic than you thought it would be. So it was mm-hmm. really, really, it was really, really
0: cool. Okay, uh, like you said, spoken word intro. You don't see those in Moto videos, and so when I press play on the video that you sent me, and I heard you talking over it, I was like, hell yeah, that's tight. That's so different than anything else that's out there. And then straight into, I think everybody knows that Turbo Negro song, so everybody's gonna get it right away. And then Deftones for the Elsinore part. Where do you come up with those ideas? You know, that's music that is like so synonymous with action sports films, especially stuff that was shot on film in the early two thousands. But it's pretty, you know, artsy to do a spoken word thing. Uh, Where do you come up with that stuff?
1: Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess you have a lot of time driving to California and being behind the wheel to think about things. So if I thought of something that maybe would have been cool, or if one person thought it was cool, I would just write it down. Be like, all right, cool. Like I had a Google drive and anytime I think of something, I would either, you know, open up the computer when I had a chance and just type a couple sentences down and be like, try it. If it works, if it doesn't work, then we'll just scrap it. It's no big deal. You know, I got plenty of footage to make it work. Um, Obviously I, I try to go into shooting these scenes with a song in mind, see, I'm already shooting to, like to that song. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm kind of going out and trying to get the clips that I imagine in my head, and that's what scoping out a lot of these landscapes helps you do. Is it gives you an idea of like, okay, I can get that banger opener shot on this jump over this canyon, and then I can fade into this part and this and that, and like, I think in that section we only used like, I think we only hit like four or five jumps, but I was able to get many different angles of those jumps to where you piece it together and you can make one jump you know 20 seconds long with all the different shots you know mm-hmm. um you know so i mean my biggest thing too was like okay like how do i throw people off in a sense and like make a transition that just doesn't fade to a black screen and give you the name of the next section then dives back into it Because that, that almost like as nice as it is, and I've seen other videos do that, it, it loses its, its flow a little bit. Um, so I, was, I really wanted to touch on the, the uh, trying to make the video flow into every scene. And I, I think I nailed it pretty good between the Beaumont and the uh, Lake Elsinore part. Like, if you listen closely, you'll hear like a heartbeat with the uh, mm-hmm. Supercross logo on fire, and the heartbeat ends up meshing with the drum beat of the Around the Fur deftone song. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's just something that like, the more you watch the video, you, you'll pick up on small things like that. And, um, I feel like that's why it's so hard to make transitions is because you're trying to mesh things that shouldn't be meshed together, you know? And mm-hmm. so when you, when you can pull it off, it's like, it's really, really cool. And when other people pick up on it, it makes you even cooler because they're literally seeing what goes on inside your head. And they're like, yeah, this is sick. Like, I dig it. Keep doing it. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah, no dude, totally. Uh, especially because like the the mountain bike front foot from the Fox party, all of that meshes up with the sound that's there, and then it's you making use of all the footage that you got. You know, nothing goes to waste. You gotta put it in somewhere, you'll make something creative out of it, like find the fat, turn it into something good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think my only thing I wish I could have done different is I actually ended up using I I split the two videos up like I made the Cali video and then the South Carolina video and I split them up. And I really wish looking back on it that I just combined the two because I feel like let's say like you didn't see me release the first video and then you just jump right to the straight straight to the second video. You're going to be a little bit confused when you watch the first one and go, "Okay, why is there this eight to ten second part of meanwhile in South Carolina and then it goes to the credits, you know, like, is that kid's part only eight seconds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So I almost wish I just put the two videos together. Cause I feel like with those transitions, it probably would have made more sense, but you know and It was, it was well received by pretty much everybody. I, uh, you know, I showed it to, and the people that really don't like it are the people on VitalMX. Honestly, people on that website are just freaking crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we know that. Yeah, <laughs> um, like, so, know, yeah, dude. I, trust me. Uh, you ain't gotta say anything else. Um, but getting but getting to that point, like uh, this was something that I really wanted to tell you, like this, not just in a text message, but in a conversation. Like, you're in such a cool spot in your life right now, where as a young content creator, as a guy that has all of his bills paid for by something else, like you're free to just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, yeah. it's whatever you you think is cool. It's whatever whatever you think is good. The minute that you have to start putting, like, commercial sales behind it or, like, an agency or a brand, you don't have that same thing or that same, you know, anything. Even for us at at Swap, like, for SML, it's fun to put all this stuff out. It's awesome. But at the same time, too, uh, you get kind of lost in it when it's got to happen so fast. Like, you're in this cool area where you get to do whatever you want right now. And I think that's so awesome and it's very enjoyable to see a guy take chances with this stuff learn the process learn the things that got to happen and and just be not constrained by any borders or but anybody else's idea of like what looks cool or on the latest equipment or whatever
1: yeah and and I think to add on that too I mean I just I think people see that I like through my work that it's a genuine interest and I think that makes them like it even more I'm not just doing it because I'm like oh I gotta get all these followers on Instagram who gives a fuck about that you know yeah I mean, in all honesty, like, if I didn't do this, I wouldn't have social media. I'll just put that out there. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's not for me.
0: But, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. You know,
1: um, I, I think, too, filming in general has just made me uh, a more grateful and happy person, you know? It's just uh, it's just a way for me to express. I can just put everything out there and, like, just see people enjoy it. Just It gives you just you know, a purpose almost, you know, and that's, that's so gratifying, you know, the, the feeling you get from that is just, it's really, really
0: awesome. Mhm. That's, no dude, that's why you got to do this stuff at all, like, that's, that's the whole point of it, it's the same thing for the motorcycle thing or whatever else, like, got to do it because it's gratifying, not just because it pays the bills.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if I don't want to ride, I don't have to ride, I could just leave the bike parked, cool. you know, like, if I want to ride, the bike's there, it's ready to go, but I mean, there's something about, you know, trying something really difficult. I mean, don't get me wrong. Shooting on film is really difficult. It's not easy. As simple as it sounds, it's very, very difficult. Um, and I think being able to come back over and over and over again, and it, it, it just it builds up your character. It makes you, uh, uh, you know, more resilient to not just, hey, if I fuck this shot up, you know, whatever. It just makes you more resilient to life. You know, it just makes you... Uh, I don't appreciate the small things and just go, Hey, yeah, whatever. You know, it's, it's not that you don't care. It's just that
0: you, you just can't sweat that, it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, you start to realize that, you know, it's just life, man. Nothing's really, nothing is so important that you have to worry about it all day.
0: You know? Yeah. Oh no, I'm in the same point like right now with what we're doing. Like the bar is so high for what the content should look like, especially because there are so many good guys that are out there doing it. Um, right. and I obviously want to do good stuff. You know, I want to do good things for myself. You know, for for the brand, for the people that support us, and everything. Absolutely. But then at the same time, too, you know, there are times that I'm the only one noticing the mistake or the the detail or something like that, and you just gotta kind of, especially when you put something out so frequently, just take the uh, the magnifying glass off of it so so tightly.
1: Yeah, it's the mind of the creator, though. I'm the same way, and I'm sure Tom's the same way, and Emory and Colby and you know, I man? it's just when you create something, you, you're, you're the one who is just really the, so involved. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I had this conversation the other day with, uh, uh, my friend's girlfriend's sister. She's like, do you ever think that you could change, uh, change something like on this? And I go all the time, I'm like, cause we're all watching the video and I was like, you know, all the time, like I probably watched this video 60 times, you know, like more times than you would even think. And i mean the more you watch the more you're gonna find what's wrong with it so i mean sometimes you just gotta put it down you
0: know mm-hmm. oh yeah no dude try, i can get spun out like very badly spun out on a lot of different stuff i just kind of got over this like writer's block thing a couple weeks ago that was really a hindrance because if you just get so caught up in it you can lose perspective on all of it
1: oh dude i had it bad last weekend man i was like i got the whole beaumont thing done the transition was sick i got the hill part done and then it went into that like last segment where it had like him hitting the whoops and it was like heavy breathing. And then like, you know, like you had that flow to it. And then I just, I ended it there and went into my credits and I was like, dude, it's perfect. And then when I, I sent it to Conley and I showed it to my sister who was, who's in the photography world as well. And they both didn't like it. You know, they were both like, mm-hmm. it, ends, it ends too abruptly. You need an ender. And I literally lost sleep that night because I was like, it's already perfect. How do I fix it? You know? And I, I, probably didn't. I probably tossed and turned for four or five hours that night, man. Like, and then I woke up in the morning. And I was like, I got it. And like, I figured it out in like an hour, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, it's the time away that really matters. And when you need a break, seriously, take a break. You know,
0: that's what I've learned. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, dude, this was awesome, Andrew. Uh, congrats on what you're doing. We're gonna drop a link to this in the description, in the post below. Everybody, go give this thing a watch. And just, hey, congrats on putting out content like that you want to do i hope that this stuff shows some other kid out there hey dude it doesn't matter what you want to go do just go do it just put your camera out there go see what you want to do learn in every opportunity you can film anybody that wants to go out there and don't be afraid to put the content out there and take the criticism however you want to
1: yeah i would you know what you said it perfectly i don't have to say anything else
0: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah but i mean i'm like I'm, like, 13 years into, like, beating the shit out of myself over this one, so I'm kind of getting a little bit better about it.
1: Yeah, uh, man, it's, everyone learns every day, man, you know, whether you've been doing it for six months or, you know, 13 years or just 50 years. You know, you, you learn every day, and that's the beauty of it.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, hey, bud, congrats. Uh, congrats on everything. Uh, can we keep be on the lookout for any other projects coming soon?
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much on what's going on, but I, I definitely got a few things up my sleeve that um, – I'll definitely be uh, putting out sometime soon. Definitely this project that I'm I'm going out west for this weekend is going to be out, I'd say, within the next few weeks. Um, So, yeah, keep an eye out for that.
0: All right, cool. Well, thanks, Andrew. Enjoy the trip. Right on, Anton. It was good talking. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Podcast. We're still shaking out the details of this one, so feel free to share comments or recommendations on what you'd like to hear. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, follow on social media, and visit swapmotolive.com.